0: Gentlemen, welcome to Intergalactic Interviews episode 91. Oh shit. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MD. To my immediate right is the man known as Saavedra Michael. And uh, on our board today is CMart. And you know what? Our guest, he's fantastic. But before we get into that, I just want to let you guys know about a really, really great opportunity happening in the Lower Mainland and branching into Western Canada as well right now. Ladies and gentlemen if you want to go and experience the greatest isolation tank experience right now available you want to go and check out Floathouse. Go to floathouse.ca and you can see all of their contact info and all of their locations available at the moment. It's really incredible honestly the the best part about using Floathouse is it's so serene it's very relaxing it's very tranquil it's actually one of the best parts of my week i look forward to being able to go and uh, just totally experience nothing for a while and just meditate relax it's cool it's like a spa for your mind if you haven't done it yet you want to try it out and the best way to do so is use our podcast promo code iipodcast to get yourself 20 percent off your next float please go to floathouse.ca that's floathouse.ca all right mm. ladies and gentlemen we love those guys we float you should float let's all float okay ladies and gentlemen. We're sitting here with uh, an old friend of ours. Man, we've been friends for pretty much 11 years at this point. Um, myself and Saavedra and our guest here have known each other for a long time. CMart has also known him for a long time. Uh, he is uh, the bass player right now for a group called The Reaction. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Garrett
1: Wolf. No.
0: Hello, players. How you doing? Making you doing? his illustrious return to the show and to the country, ladies and gentlemen. We're very, very proud to have him here, Wolf.
2: I'm, I'm super stoked to be back.
0: You sound super
2: stoked. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally. Uh, back in Canada, back with my homies. You know,
0: it's you're, been it's been a long time. You're a pure gem. <laughs> and, and uh i wanted to know how that gem was formed how do oh, we get there god you know a lot of pressure and a lot of heat you know what i'm saying a lot of pressure yeah you are uh you are what can i say like as a bass player you've uh, you've been you know I, I called you a journeyman in a previous episode and someone <laughs> someone told me uh off the show like way after the fact they're like that's kind of insulting and i was like why is that insulting cuz i guess in uh professional sports if you're a journeyman that's like like i always i always equate it to like a veteran like you're a guy who's capable of playing and and you're you you can fit them into a team and they're awesome that kind of thing like you're you're a great component a part of the dynamic right that's what i've always thought of but apparently no it's like this this really pejorative negative thing to say about someone apparently it implies uh you're not special which is certainly not the truth that's that's not true dirty men in all kinds of trades have th- many 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 hours on what they do i think so too <laughs> and, and not only that but i i think that you are uh Uh, a really talented guy. I've I've always supported you in that. I've always uh, tried to tell you to, you know, get involved and get fucking rocking, and you always (laughs) have been. Uh, So, let's talk about this. Um, How long have you been playing with The Reaction now? Because that was like basically a phone call out of nowhere because what were you doing prior to this? Uh, Well, (laughs) prior to playing with these guys, I was basically
2: not doing anything musically like... (laughs) Um, I guess maybe a year before or a year and a half before that I was playing with the a band called the Van City Direwolves. of course, we're all familiar with the homies in that band
0: v c d dub yeah yeah Van Cityrolss yeah um, love those guys yeah
2: which w- was amazing, and uh the band kind of just eventually we all went our separate ways and stuff like that. You guys
0: had a release, the cycle of the band worked its way through basically, right?
2: Yeah, it's, it's true. You know, and Carl, Carl moved away. He was like, like <laughs> Carl the red
0: is <laughs> miss that guy. You know, there's another guy. I feel that, like, Hey, he is such a, a large piece that you can put him into a group and that, you know, you, you can build around a, a person like that. And like, I'm like, you're very much that, like you're, you're a catalyst for, uh, for better playing. And, uh, I don't know. I, I like I like your performance, so it makes sense to me. But yeah, Carl Red leaving was probably a big, a, b- a big part of it. And like, how do you replace a guy like Carl Red? E- exactly. Um, Pretty much he, possible. He was the
2: guy who was kind of a a real driving force and kind of like the glue in the band, which was, uh, which was really inspiring to see because um, having a guy like that to to play behind and follow or, or to help uh, to make make some music that's uh kind of um, good for both of us mm-hmm. was, was really special kind of thing. But now with the reaction, um, being able to lend, you know, what experience, what, <laughs> yeah. what experience and yeah. talents I do have or hold, um, to be able to lend these to the reaction and help, um, and help bring this vision further has been an amazing,
0: um, amazing dream for me. So, so let's talk about that then. How, how did this happen? Because you said, you just said that you weren't doing anything musical, did you just get like a call in the middle of the night like what yeah, happened Yeah it was it was one of those sort of like um That's, maybe like a... <laughs> by the way this is like in the in the industry this is everyone talks about moments like we're about to describe right now Yeah. and it it almost never like this is like pretty much being struck by lightning twice and a lottery <laughs> win all the same day like it's just you're like really like like the call must have been pretty odd to get right like how did this what happened It it was kind of strange because um
2: well Let me just lead off by saying when uh, Simon and the main members of the or like the previous members of the Reaction were living here in Canada and I was, you know, kind of jamming with them and doing a a little bit of work with them in the studio when they were recording with Garth Richardson, Um, you know, and two of the guys worked at the warehouse that I work at. So we're constantly around each other and became really, really good friends. But uh they got sent back to Chile. Um, so kind of flash forward two years and this is when I'm sort of getting this phone call that you're talking about. Yeah. And um obviously knowing a little bit of the material and knowing the guys really well, uh, as soon as their their bass player who left the band um for personal reasons, he had a child and wanted to be with his family and, course, and do that, yeah. which makes very much sense. So um, that kind of opened the door for me. And these guys called me up and, and told me that I was basically their first choice because they had already known who I was. <laughs> we had played some music together. We we got along really well. And, and I know what you mean. It's like complete different yeah, hemispheres and like the whole bit, but yeah. it,
0: it really worked out really well. Um, we well, fit right in. That's, exactly. that's one thing I, I noticed right away. I was like, I was like, all right, here's this Canadian dude going to fit in <laughs> with a bunch of Chileans. Is this going to work out? Like, is it going to... Like, I, I thought it was going to look weird in photos, but no, you look, like, bang on. Like People... Like, they, everybody tags us as being a Chilean band, and I'm just like, oh,
2: I guess I'm the no, Canadian you know guy. what? <laughs> just, just the
0: nationality, we... uh, I think, uh, first, but I I don't necessarily tag it as like that. You guys are just, like, a, a band. Like, I don't think about it like... Yeah, like, and we
2: try not to to restrict ourselves
0: with borders. That's yeah. one of the big things, like, with our messages. I, I think the it's only that the only band i'd really think is like attached so much to a like a nation would be like bruce springsteen is like american <laughs> or like the tragically hip or canadian like they like yeah. you couldn't not be those things you know like you are like or stomp and tom pretty fucking canadian you know? like, <laughs> like there's no way to not be canadian right that's, that's what i mean but yeah you guys are fucking awesome though like uh what's uh what, like okay so you get the call Walk us through the timeline of what's happened then. So okay, like, okay so, so you get the call, and then uh, were they like, "Let's go to studio. We're going on tour." What was the first thing you guys did?
2: Well, basically, it uh, I got the call, and the guys told me that um, in October, October twenty fourth, twenty fifth, um, they were booked for the Knot Fest, which is the big Slipknot festival. Slipknot festival, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That that took place in San Bernardino with bands like you know Judas Priest, Bring Me the Horizon, Korn... Slipknot, of course. Like it was basically a lineup of bands that I grew up, like worshiping and wishing, like just dreaming of the day that I would be in that spot, in that spot, in in that exact spot. So that, so that was the first show that I was um, going down to play with these guys. So I basically had a a flight booked for October eighteenth.
0: So wait, wait, when did you get the call?
2: I got the call maybe. I don't know exactly when I got the call. Like how many weeks out? I I would say maybe five months out, six months out. So when I got this call, it was like, okay, dude, it's it's becoming serious. I don't think Phil's going to go on the road with us anymore, and we want you to go with us. Is this something that you can do? Mm -hmm. And basically the logistics behind it were me um, quitting my job, packing up my apartment and putting it into storage. Um, letting my girlfriend know at the time that I was, you know, leaving the country and I
1: didn't know when <laughs> I would be back. I, you know, basically this
2: going to war type situation. Yeah. Um, but everybody who, who I told about it was so super supportive and and very, um, like, uh, supportive is the only word I can think of. They were just very much like, you have to do this. There's no reason to not do this. You yeah. have no ties, like, just go and do like follow the dream like everybody who I've told about is like living vicariously through me yeah, just kind of trying to do
0: this for real it's so it's so crazy because uh like you know these these crowds you're playing they're not like you know 30 person rooms or something like that you're like you're playing well large i mean <laughs> I everyone know, so everyone awesome does knows. yeah everyone does uh, shows like that but like you could see like uh all of the documented footage and stuff like that you guys are on the road you guys are playing large 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 rooms and uh i mean well what's it like to what for you as as an artist going from uh really grinding it out and and just you know uh putting in your work and, and working at your craft and then seeing the payoff like first time you go out like that you said you first show at them was at slipknot fest that is fucking hilarious okay so yeah. what was what was it like when, uh, like you guys have guitar texts and shit like that?
2: <clears throat> No, it wasn't quite, quite
0: that intensive. I was gonna say, what is it like? Like, who handed? You, did you have to carry your gear with you all around or what? Well, we
2: had to load. Um, was that like a
0: weird experience? Like you're like, hmm.
2: no, that was that. That's very normal. Like I was weirded out by the fact that we weren't allowed to do certain things. You know what I mean? Like, like what? When just, just for instance, um, you know, like you're maybe 150 feet or whatever 200 feet from like the beer stand in the vip area where you can just go grab a beer if you want right right and uh and i'm just like hey guys does anybody want a beer i'm gonna walk over there and get a beer dudes are just like no dude you don't gotta do that we'll get somebody to do that for you and it's like real it's like right over there i'll grab a beer it's not a big deal and they're like no 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 no. we'll send we'll send this guy that guy and i'm just like That's strange.
0: (laughs) First time you get, like, handlers, basically. Yeah, 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 sort
2: of like handlers or being treated as talent. Like, I'd never been treated that way where people are like, oh, okay, you, you're an asset that's got to be protected and taken care of so that you can do this yeah, thing for yeah. us. And I just, I, I've never experienced that really before. So it was interesting. How did you, how do you feel you responded
0: to that? Was it, mm.
2: was it like uh, apprehensive
0: at first? where you like, I don't know. Cause you were just saying like, you, oh, I'll go get it. Like.
2: I, I I go for the flow very like go with the flow super easy. And, um, I'm, I'm not one to, uh, kind of cause ripples i just wanted to (laughs) you know just go with it and it's like okay yeah it's this festival and i guess this is how you get taken care of on festivals obviously on tour or on the road like the real shit that's a different story yeah completely (laughs) obviously
0: but that that must have been a like like i'm saying like uh from grinding out on an indie scene uh to all of a sudden like you're, you're you know playing on the same stage as like judas priest and shit like that. Like, that's pretty crazy. Did you see Rob Halford walking around? Was uh, he
2: like... No, we didn't see Rob walking around. It wasn't um, that like
0: the juice bar or something like that? No,
2: there was, was uh, there wasn't really a juice <laughs> bar, but there was a, a really nice buffet with mac and cheese. Uh, which was, oh yeah? Yeah, it was great. Was
0: Okay, can I ask you this? <laughs> was there anyone uh, in either like management or, or like within the band itself that kind of like was like, hey, just... I'll uh, I'll show you the ropes, kind of thing. Like like, don't do this, do this, kind of thing. Oh, like anyone that's like, don't grab two plates of buffet because <laughs> that looks thirsty as it's fuck. Like yeah, no no no, yeah, it's too much. You look when, like a dick. It's well, free. Act like you've been here before. Like that. Well, was there anyone who did that
2: kind of thing to you? The act like you've been there before thing. Yeah, that <laughs> to be honest, was like I didn't know that this was an unwritten rule of like pro bands, but you never shit on the bus. Never. Up, never. Yeah, you never on do. any s- sort of trailer situation or RV or bus, you never shit in that bathroom, ever. That's did, like the number one rule of all How did
0: you find out? Did you?
2: I wrecked up a bathroom. Like, That's Oh, my I God.
0: This is how you <laughs> entered tour?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our, our, our tour trailer at Notfest. it was just like, yeah, no problem. Oh, sweet. We got a trailer. Our name's on the front. The reaction, beers in the fridge, Rockstar, all the shit. Cool. Bathroom that works. You don't want to go use one of those shitty porta potties or something like that. Of course, if you have a fucking bathroom in yeah. your in your trailer, you you're don't. gonna rock it out.
0: Oh no! Yeah,
2: so I do. Yeah, bungled that shit right up. I didn't Jesus. bungled. Is was that a band bad
0: meeting? Word. Was that like guys, you need to talk? <laughs> no, no, Seriously. no.
2: I went. I went to like the fucking what was it? Production manager at the of the time or the area that we were in, and I was like, hey, uh, our toilet and our trailer is all fucked up. And she was just like, did one of you guys shit in there? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe one of the guys shit in there. Maybe one of the guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of these type of scenes. <laughs> oh, you handled that so well. I don't <laughs> know if someone I'm not did. i sure, yeah. but
2: maybe... <laughs> You know, it is a music <laughs> festival. We have a lot of people in there. You're like, oh, must have been a fan. They, they snuck <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, one of those groupies we what had What a in weird, there. sick
0: fuck. Yeah, who would do
2: that? We all know that that's a rule.
0: <laughs> oh, you know you handled that well. That was good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, okay, so you guys leave uh, Knotfest. Um Good show, yeah? Yeah. Great it, show. It, it was great. I guess your frame of reference was one show at that point. So you're like, yeah, it was a great show. It was, no, it,
2: it was like, it was great. Um, I I feel like the performance was good and stuff like that. Like everything on our end, I feel like was, was good for the week of rehearsal that oh, we had that, leading up.
0: That was my next question. I was going to ask how much uh, prep you had actually with the band or was it like just show up and get ready to fucking do this. Well,
2: Like, like I say, I landed in LA in, on October 18th and then the, the guys landed that evening, October 18th as well. And basically, we maybe had, like, a day that we kind of got our bearings a little bit. And then we were in rehearsal studio, like, solid that whole week. I think in three days, like, the couple of three days, we did something like 15 or 18 hours or something like wow. that. Like we Just had, prepping like crazy, right? Oh, dude, like, it, it was nonstop. And we'd go in super late at night and then just
0: all-nighter jamming, basically, which was... Did you find cool. the material it was easy to pick up right away, like you were familiar as a listener, but yeah, in playing were you like, okay i I think I can rock this pretty quick
2: well yeah that that was one of the things too is um when I got the call, yeah um the the guys obviously were just like, okay, we're gonna do everything to help you get prepared for this um so Phil, the previous bass player, had sent me playthrough videos of everything, which was. He sent
0: you playthroughs, his
2: yeah. own playthroughs? Exactly. Like, he, he recorded videos of himself playing through the tracks. That might
0: be the greatest good guy move ever. Because you well, know how many bands... just like, well, you'd
1: hope he'd be a good guy. Yeah, well, like, that's such a good move. replacing and, him and in the band. Even with the,
0: <laughs> yeah. No, even it's not even on bad terms Well, <laughs> no, I just, no, I'm just saying, sometimes when people leave... Not saying this is the guy, but sometimes when people leave bands, obviously, it's not always amicable. And so, like, it's just, he like, just been like peace, yeah. and Screw you're like, you fuck, make up the parts now, okay, fuck, <laughs> like, I have to figure well, it well, out. Well, that's yeah. the thing too,
2: is like, sure, there was playthrough videos of everything he was doing, but he leaves Still. big shoes to fill. Like, I, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm not the same bass player, but like, you know, I, I feel like I kind of grew into the material a little bit more after playing with the guys a bit. Do you, uh, do you finger pick or do you pick? I use a uh, pick. A pick, okay. Uh, with most of that sort of, like, mathy stuff and the and the weird, like, triplets and cut-out triplets and stuff like that, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not technically skilled enough with my fingers to... Dexterity-wise? Or just, I haven't done enough practice. Like, I kind of practice with both a little bit. Yeah. But the, the pick, I find, um, to have, like, the harder attack and I can hit those, like I say, like, the mathy parts tighter and cleaner than I could if I was, um... You know, I might be able to get there with my fingers, yeah.
0: but the, the pick is the way right now. It's very, uh, obviously, as a bass player, um, like, you, you know this a lot better, but, like, yeah, it's it's very, very interesting how that instrument is, like, you know, there's so many nuances to the playing techniques within it. It's, like, I don't know. It's, like, when people say bass, like, oh, you're a bass player? And like, they don't really think about, like, like actually, yeah, well, I am, but look at that. Like, you're, Was Phil a finger pick? Uh, okay.
2: No, he was also a pick player.
0: Okay, as far as I know, yeah. How much of the material is the band? Allowing you to take liberty with—is it like okay, play this exact, or is no, it? No, no, it's it's
2: absolutely not like that at all. Like, so it's pretty open to it's, interpretation. It's wide open. Um, well, that's good. Because even when the guys went into his studio with Garth and um, by the way, and
0: just iconic Garth Richardson, just want to say that. Of course, yeah. of course, big shout out to he, Garth, man. He told um, me last year he's gonna come do the show, and then he went and built a new studio, and I have, haven't seen him. Since. Well, this is the call-out. <laughs> you got to come out and rep the farm. Yeah. <laughs> J-j-j-j-j- Garth, we'll get you
2: out here. Um, but uh, even even with uh, Garth, when the guys went first into studio to work with him, he was just like, okay, I don't give a shit what you guys play live. When we do this in studio, it's going to be this way. Like, it has to be this way or sort of the highway or, yeah. or whatever. And then the live stuff is just, you know, obviously the record is what it is and mm-hmm. no band reproduces the record 100% accurate night after night. Yeah. It's just that's just the way of the music industry. Um, especially when you spend so much time and effort with, with the technology to balance everything and make everything perfect on record yeah. to reproduce that live is.
0: Well, it's funny you bring that up because uh, a while back we had, uh, Rachel Ashmore on the show and she's, uh, in a band, she's, she's with the uh, by starlight, which there was 604 records. And, um, she also plays, uh, with men without hats. Um, okay so she's been like hired gunned to play with them and she's done you know several tours of them now but something that came up uh during the show was i asked her i was like how much of the material are you able to be liberal with and she's like none like it like note for note and the reason she brought this up is she's like you have to imagine by this point, by this year in 2016, anyone who's going to these shows has been listening to this particular set of songs for like 30 fucking years now, right? At least. So you're you're listening to them like... Can you imagine you pay through the nose to go see a band like that, and someone is like, "I'm going to do the solo, <laughs> I'm take the some liberties here, <laughs> yeah, just do it my way." And that kind of thing They're like, oh, "It was not the way I remember." I remember the solo yeah. exactly
2: how right. it was in my head. Because they got like, f- hear that.
0: you know they they probably got like the people listening probably got like fingered at fucking junior high to it or something <laughs> like that, but, or, or but, like
1: some really expressive memories that they totally know. That's but, like with like when we saw like Hall of Notes last summer at the Peony. I think they took their liberties. Before the song started and after the songs where it was just like long periods of soloing and noodling. But then it'd be like, rich girl, like boom, fucking note for note. Sounded exactly like the record. And then it'd be like all this tailing off and like him fucking around on the guitar and like playing crazy solos. And then it right back into the hits. Nothing was like, oh, we're going to just... Let's just uh, have a little but, bit more of a sense solo on you, this one here. Like, do you, you know, think? Fuck if, no. Do you <laughs> yeah. think if Jimi
2: Hendrix was still around and like say he played a show like that, that he would be like pigeonholed to to playing exactly what's on record?
0: It'd be strange because you're dealing with these like iconic again. Like they're they're so woven into the fabric of music. But, history. but also that's,
1: that's that's what that guy was known for, though, right? True. Like like yeah. he was known for just being improvisation all and, out there. That's yeah. what that's. He, Simon is,
2: is a is a true um unique character for music
0: and he will be known as that in That's the future. Cool. For sure. Yeah, to be a part of, of like, you know, you're making history right now, which is really cool. You're, I, I you're, honestly you're feel yeah. like
2: like working with these guys is, is something that strong.
0: It's really, really interesting to see how you're integrating yourself within the band. You know, like I I feel like uh I tried, you know what, I had a thought to say earlier to the Hollow Notes thing, I didn't bring it up, but I was going to say, when I saw Hall Notes, they did like a 10 minute version of, I can't go for that, da, da, da. and I had like this like four minute drum solo of the 10 minutes, so I, I was listening, I was like, oh, I don't remember that four minute drum solo on the record, but I enjoyed it, so yeah, it there's the, there's you, the you proof.
1: Missed, you miss that single?
0: Oh yeah. The, uh, side B. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, it can't say I did. There, oh, bye. Right. Uh, <laughs> let me, uh, let me ask this. So, uh, you were on the road for quite a while. How long were you on the
2: road for? Um, well, after not best, I think there was maybe a, a couple, like a week or so, maybe a week or two break that we kind of, uh, just gathered our stuff, got a couple of things in place that were really major. Um, like during that time we went out and and spent uh or visited the the Schechter factory um Schecter guitars obviously Sweet. yeah and those guys are those guys are huge they're amazing yeah, i have a photo of you the day, the, yeah. day you gotta, you the, the funny thing is that photo um i'm making the stinkiest face so i look like so unimpressed but i'm like really <laughs> stoked
0: to be getting this amazing guitar and at uh, that point i just realized i was like i was like this guy's life nothing impresses him anymore because he's just (laughs) everything's so amazing yeah i'm like look at this free guitar motherfucker yeah 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 Yeah. so
2: so those guys hooked us up with guitars um for the road and and that was amazing to get to go and uh tour their shop and pick some stuff out of the the racks which was you know i mean that's insane just like a dream it was like another dream it's like oh you're playing with like slipknot and corn and these guys and then it's like oh, remember growing up and pining after these guitars? Well, now, here you go. Here's, Here's one. one yeah.
0: Just take it on the road and play the shit out of it. Okay. So, That's um, cool. How was how the facility, like, in terms of, like, size? Was it, like, a fairly large? It,
2: totally. Like, they have two separate ones that are across the lane from each other. One of them is their storage and distribution facility for, like, um, because they import guitars, uh, they work with a company in Korea that does a lot of their manufacturing for some of their more base models. And then across the alley is their, like, custom American shop where they have the full paint facility and all their guys, oh, like, nice. making crazy, crazy stuff in there. Like, it was really cool.
0: Is uh, TLC doing a reality show on those guys yet? Um, if they
2: aren't, they should. Well, I don't know if there's a lot of stress <laughs> there. It's not like Orange guitar County Brokers. Choppers or some <laughs> yeah, shit. Like, yeah. what, what
0: would the name of it be? Guitar Brokers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming fall. This, yeah. This fall. Yeah.
2: Yeah, guitar bro. Some people
0: like to rock. <laughs> Some like to roll. And like yeah. Just, <laughs> that's these all, guys, that's yeah.
2: literally all the drama there would be. Hey, it doesn't <laughs> roll enough. Yeah.
1: <laughs> isn't no, it funny no, how no, it'd, be, it'd be like the cake boss, you know? They'd come in and be like, Oh, oh can you get just oh, like a cake cake, cake with the um, you know, a little Statue of Liberty on it, and be like, <laughs> I don't know if we can do this. Or oh, we do it at the end. And that's yeah. that's the drama That's <laughs> totally like
0: like isn't it funny how like uh you know, if you go way back to like like Orange County Choppers, <laughs> like junior versus senior, all that shit. Yeah. They'd be like, like, be like, we have to get these handlebars in. And then they'd fuck them up and they'd be like, if we don't get it by the end of this episode hour, it's going to be fucking awful. Blah, blah. Like that kind of, it, But like you never realize it's a business and that, just like, all editing. It. Like, it's <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they'll be okay. It's yeah. like a week. <laughs> like they're, they're <laughs> gonna like, finish it. They're, they're gonna the handlebars finish it. And they turns around, yeah. opens another box, pulls out the bars,
2: yeah. and chucks them. on. Exactly. It's like they were the same clothes in the video. Yeah,
0: it's a custom like spawn bike or something, and they're like. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Todd McFarlane will wait an extra day for his $45,000 fucking custom bike. I think yeah. it's okay. And he's like, no, man, you don't understand. My dad's a piece of shit. And you're just like, <laughs> 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 you're like
1: whoa, oh, slow see. it down there. And the, Take it
0: easy. The, like, the producers are like, we should just rename this series Junior versus Senior. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Fuck. <laughs> it's not hilarious. That shit was everywhere for a while, and now it's like, I don't Completely know. Completely dried up. <laughs> God damn, now it's all like, what is it, like gold shows? I see one. Is that still? Duck Dynasty, gold. Duck
2: Di-
1: is, is Duck Dynasty still a thing?
0: drivers or some I don't shit. think that that's still a thing. Is Duck Dynasty still a thing? Didn't they lose their rights because of the gay stuff?
1: They put out a video I game. I have no idea. There's a
0: video game, Duck, Duck Dynasty. <laughs> is it good, c I'm going to ask C-Mart. Seamart says yeah. He shakes his head. Seamart yes. says yes. <laughs> pay to play, and he's number one. Okay, good to know. Good thing we it's, mic'd you today. It's
2: freemium. <laughs> you pay for the in, per inch of beard. Yeah, freemium. Oh, you're like,
0: <laughs> I don't even know any of the guys' names to make fun of them. Uh, but, I don't either. You know, G- Gtone always gets told he looks like the one guy from Duck Dynasty when he wears his bandana.
2: I've been I've been joked at Duck Dynasty before with the, with the old beards really. Beard, ski. Yeah. By the way.
0: Like the length you got going on right now. Thank you. Yeah. You I get st-
2: to take this bitch into the barber shop and fucking <laughs> yeah, get fucking taken horned. care of. <laughs> horned. Yeah, it totally is horned. horned.
0: Why does it horn? Can you show the camera that a little quick? Just It does horn in the middle there. What's it's, up
2: with it? It's a real problem. It's, it's a because natty of, horn? Natty it, horn? It, yeah, naughty as fuck. <laughs> 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 no, it's a, it's a real problem <laughs> in my life. I just get it cut down past the, the horniness. How do you take care of that stuff on the road? Do you just fucking Google barbers on the road? Bed beard is a real issue when you don't get to shower every day. Bed beard. Especially that length. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you sleep on your side or on your back? Uh, I'm a face sleeper. I sleep face down. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, dude. Face I, sleeper. I give myself the old seat belt. I love it. You
0: go do one of these and then what? sleep face down okay, on so, it. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, he's crossing his arm <laughs> yeah, over like a seat his shoulder belt. like, you like put a, in a seat belt. Yeah. Like that. So, you sleep on your stomach totally prone.
2: <laughs> and then my head cranks <laughs> to one side. Totally yeah, prone.
0: Totally. <laughs> well, yeah. it seems safe.
1: Yeah. On the road, no. If surrounded was by strangers,
2: to, like, come up and try and kill me. A, I sleep super heavy because I'm used to sleeping with noise. And B, you could probably just like twist my neck a quarter of an inch, and I would be like dead. <laughs> you're already all the way there, I'm already cranked like to Jesus. hyper-extension, So that's fucked. Yeah, if, if you heard a noise
0: in the night, you just snap your own neck. So for all you myrtlers out my- there, myrtlers. <laughs> Uh, actually, Svedja, you and Wolf used to live together for a long time, right?
1: We sure did.
0: So, Eight glorious is that true? Yeah, yeah. How many? How many years? Eight glorious years. Eight glorious. Forty-nine years. glorious days and nights on the couch, bud. <laughs> That's where my that was my tenure on their couch. Oh yeah. Um, Should have been longer. It, sh- <laughs> it shouldn't have been longer. <laughs> actually, this I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast, but uh, these guys let me uh, crash on their couch when I was uh, in between places. And uh, I ended up um, every single day trying to find a place. Like I'm heavy on Craigslist, going through all the listings, trying to find anything. And I finally found one spot. And.
1: Uh, That's looks un- un- <laughs> well, Svejda, <so laughs> Medj- yeah, Svejda so does look
0: unconvinced. But check—he's like, no, he didn't, bud. You sat there on the couch the whole time, didn't do nothing, ate my food, acted like. Like Jack Daniels was contributing, but it wasn't because no one drank it. <laughs> it's just
1: like, you
2: hey guys, I don't go over money, but I got some
0: Jack. Yeah. <laughs> ah, boys. Yeah. Kind okay. Of uh, so I was like, uh, I remember finally I was like, boys, I found a spot. Uh, the guys, uh, the owners want to meet me, uh, so I'm going to go meet them. And uh, I came back and you guys were like, oh, how'd that go? And I was like, pretty good. And you're like, what happened? And I was like, well, they wanted to meet at a McDonald's parking lot. So I did. <laughs> and when we met... Um, they they met me in the car and uh it wasn't the woman i was emailing it was like the husband and the husband was like i want to take the security deposit right now and i only had cash so i gave him like my whole like at that point it was like a good amount of my bankroll at the time so I, i gave him like all this money for the uh the security deposit and the first of the month and uh and then he's like yeah i don't actually have the keys so uh you'll have to just you know call my wife or whatever and i was like Okay, I'm trusting you. And he's like, all right, cool. So I came back and I told this story to the boys, and they're just like, you're a fucking idiot. Why <laughs> would you ever think that was okay? I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, first of all, you're meeting in like a public area where they could just drive away, and it, like as soon as they get your money, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was in the car. They're like, it's even worse. You're like, you kicked out and fucking bear maced or something in the car. And then you're like, did you give them money? I'm like, yeah. All of it? Yeah. What are you, fucking idiot? I'm like, now it's going to be another 59 glorious days waiting for you to get money. That <laughs> was fucked up. Yeah. That truly happened, though. And then uh, ended up, uh, they ended up giving me the keys the next day. You guys worried me. That's, for nothing.
2: that's crazy because that's some real Canadian shit right there. The fact that you actually yeah. got the keys. My friend down in LA, her daughter or her son, did us very similar shit Like he got <laughs> fucked over big time. oh no <laughs> Taken for like $1, 1200 1200 <laughs> some shit like that just wow. crazy
0: that's ruthless oh dude i didn't even know that was a viable like criminal act you could do just dude. like that's the
1: people do that every day like every when you day. go on craigslist and they're like yo yeah we got an apartment uh, <laughs> you just i just need damage just, yeah, uh, you need to mail me an envelope full of cash and uh I'll, also, I'll send you your African keys in the mail because I, <laughs> yeah. I don't actually live in Vancouver. I live in down in Texas here. If you just send me the money, I'll send you the keys the next yeah. day once once I get the money. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. Like what the fuck? House is on uh, 67th and Oak. You're Like that doesn't even exist. 67th and <laughs> Oak. <South of> Granville. <laughs> that's funny
0: this place I was talking about was on uh, 62nd and night so it was like even that like he's like you ever been to 62nd I'm like I didn't even know it goes that high he's like (laughs) like, oh it goes that's so dark just tell you like everything about the story just like it was all these wrong decisions (laughs) like and then walking away like hmm feeling like I'm pretty uh, city smart. i, I really got, got a
2: place go to, to live. Do so, <laughs> you like go for a celebration beer and shit? Yeah, spend the rest of my money or something. They're like, this guy's a fucking idiot. Just an
1: idiot. Dude, guys, got a house. Also Shit's got the 60-pounder of Jack. So yeah, let's bye. have a good night. Let's have like. a good
0: night. You're like just you know that doesn't count as rent. It's a 60 pounder. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> We're still <laughs>
2: expecting back rent. Right? I'm, I'm going to want like
0: half of that. <laughs> to yes.
2: pouring it into two liters <laughs> to store yeah.
0: in the When when club. Ricky's always like, "Oh, it's good bottle. I'll take half of that if you want it." Don't <laughs> <laughs> <If I can. laughs> <Chips>, let's go. <laughs> 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 fucking eats. Right. Um you brought up uh, America just now. Um, what were some of the significant differences you found uh, traveling about the country for an extended period of time? Because most people go down there and they get like the oh Celsius Fahrenheit, ha 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 ha, yeah. and it's like no. When you really live down there for a while, what was what was something you started to f- feel and like S- some recognize? of the big
2: stuff. Um like, yeah. don't say, like,
0: ketchup chips and shit, because, like, everyone knows that stuff. No, I mean, no,
2: ketchup chips. I couldn't chip get a coffee cheese. crisp.
1: <laughs> no, the real yeah, the real tea, one that's yeah.
2: missing is all, dressed all over. They don't have dressed all over down there anywhere. They don't have it's zesty uh, They got zesty, well, not mordant, it's just zesty. Just, oh, just a zesty <laughs> mordant. Mordant. <laughs> uh, zesty Paquante or something. Um, but, uh, no, down there, it's, like, uh, the liquor stores. Well, at least in, in Cali, uh, there's only, like, a four-hour window when liquor stores are closed. So, from 2 a.m. till 6 a.m., you can't buy booze. But any other time, it's like, go fucking crazy. That's
0: pretty pretty wild and different. Do you find, like, a lot of people drink down there? Like, is it, like, like in Canada? Um, I wouldn't
2: say that it was quite the same as here. Like, um, sure, maybe we had the late-night beer run here or there, but yeah. uh, but it wasn't, like... You know, I, I've been in lots of situations where you run dry in the house, and then you're just like, oh, shit, I wish you could get, like, you know, bottle service. But Yeah, you're not it's quarter pay, after
0: 11, fuck.
2: You're not going to pay 50 bucks for a case of beer or something like that, you know yeah. what I mean? So to have that option was kind of crazy. Um, but uh, I would imagine
0: bottle service in L.A. after 2 a.m., just giving anyone your address would <laughs> be like just a big no-no. Well, like, and it's
2: like it's like the the weed delivery there is like is like the same sort of thing. I guess not, maybe as shifty as the as the booze service was. Is but. it
0: like uh, Mr. Nice Guy and half baked?
2: Um, actually, I never interacted with the guy. Uh, it, one of our buddies did, but. Um, you know, the herb was on point. I know that much. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah.
0: What, uh, were you smoking mostly sativas down there?
2: Um, no, man. It's like everybody down there is into that sort of rap scene. So rappers are say, rapping about OG. Yeah. Everybody's smoking the loudest fucking OG they can get their hands Jesus. on. Like, I want the most heaviest, loudest shit. Like, you want to <laughs> walk in a spot and people to fucking know that you're packing the loud. Like, that's the deal. People that don't know, loud
0: is uh, smell. Yeah, don't know. yeah. So You just want like, it to be blasted yeah. up across the room. Loud like, bag of weed. Yeah, yeah, fuck
2: yeah. It's like, what, I can't hear you. Close the bag.
0: Smoke that Hindu kush. And you're just like, oh shit. Oh gee. Yeah. I'll crunk, crunk my you. face a bit. Yeah, <laughs> cr- you're just like, ah! I know. Well, it's funny, like, trend-wise, how, how shit is like, like it moves so quick. You're right. LA w- with hip hop has always been like a very, very strong point for trend setting. Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. What, what was the, what was it you're smoking down there? Oh, uh, we were
2: smoking a lot of like different OG strains, like SFV, which is San Fernando Valley OG, some um, you know, abusive OG.
0: Um Abusive.
2: Yeah. Oh, there <laughs> there was there's some manic OG in
0: there. What a- what an aggressive name. <laughs> abusive. <laughs> no, Is that it was, loud, it was pretty good? Is it abusive was, loud.
2: it was it was pretty good. the The loudness that we were rocking with a lot was some of that gorilla gorilla, gorilla glue number four. That was that stuff was was, was great. I
1: used that to fix my blender. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome.
2: exactly it. <laughs> gorilla
0: Glue Blend number 4. Yeah, yeah. Whoops.
2: Well, I think it was like, I don't know, if that's like the number of the cut or what it is, but it it was uh it has some great herbs for sure.
0: Well, you were also and still are, if I imagine, part of the glass blowing scene, right?
2: Oh, absolutely. So, yeah.
0: did were you able to expand down there and connect with more people or was it like putting that on pause for a bit? Um, I kind of
2: re- put it on pause a little bit. I was not interacting with too many different glassblowers um, at at the time. But uh, like while I was there, actually, um, I was staying in North Hollywood. And very close to there is a place called Reseda. And in Reseda, they have a shop called Captain Ed's, which is like a kind of iconic smoke shop that's been around for a very long time. Like a head shop, right? Yeah, yeah, a head shop, absolutely. And they also have like a glass gallery. So they were putting on a gallery show called Strange Brew. And they had a bunch of Canadian glassblowers come down from Canada to LA oh, to do wow. the show. And obviously, I know all the Canadian glassblowers. So guys like, you know, Corey, uh, Corey Cotton. I'm sorry, um, Nish, um, John Kostick, and uh, Stratus. They they came down to to do a, a show there. And um, how many of those guys are local in Vancouver? Uh, they're not local to Vancouver. Like they don't live exactly in Vancouver, but. Oh, like, but- very, very close, like Gibsons. That's and what I mean, like,
0: like yeah, like in, in yeah, the interior, they're, right? they're yeah. all
2: really close yeah. by, for sure. Um, Nish is out in uh, Ontario, and John Kay is in Alberta, I believe, unless he's moved out west since then. Wow,
0: so they all came to Reseda.
2: Yeah, for this glass show. And, like, when I knew that they were going to be around, I went out to, like, meet up with them, and we kind of had some, like, drinks and partied and stuff, which was really cool to catch up with those guys after being out of, you know, Canada for
0: four or five months or whatever. Was so, it, like, a bit of a reverse into the culture shock? You're yeah, just like...
2: no, it, it made me feel a lot more comfortable. It's just, like, you guys talk regularly, and <laughs> also you're, like, more polite. It's, like, I, I lost my politeness a little bit while I was there. It's just, like...
0: Well, uh, what's... uh. What's a habit you picked up? You just said you lost a bit of your politeness, but what what was something you picked up? Like, were you saying words you would never say? Like, were you saying, um, like, hella?
2: No, uh, like, <laughs> people
0: say hella. Like, people I say do hella, say hella in I say hella Kelly. every just... now and
2: again. It it doesn't really come up for me too much. But, um, no, I don't know. I don't think I picked up, like, too many words. I, I find myself referencing... Being back in L.A. a lot, though, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, back in L.A., we do this and that. And it's just, like, I always sound like such a fucking douche when I do that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, back I'm going to speech LA. this and that. And I, like, try and just, like, stop myself from doing that.
0: You got to you gotta repackage it in different ways. You have, to, you have to say things, like, instead of being, like, back in L.A., you just be, like, Um, I experienced one time on a beach. (laughs) That sounds even stupider. It's not going to work for him. Well, after you hear back from LA 15 times, someone will appreciate your uh, repackaging. Yeah. One time. Just got reworded every time like a fucking essay. One time on an undisclosed beach. (laughs) It wasn't Venice. Yeah. But it was similar. Yeah. It was Redondo. Yeah. Just some fucking...
2: It was Hermosa.
0: Great. Yeah, dude. So, uh... Okay, so you're on the road for a while, and uh, then uh, you guys you guys are going through shows. How are shows on the road like like they much different from the festival vibe, obviously. Oh yeah, the festival vibe was um, off the hook. But then yeah. like when so now you're like okay, let's load up
2: uh, our gear. How are you guys traveling? Uh, so it was me and and my two bandmates Felipe and Simon, and we were in a 15 seater Transat Ford Transat. One of these kind of things, if you're familiar. One of those big ones. Like a large cargo
0: passenger van. Yeah, one of, of those cargo, cargo ones. ones but, but like a w- passenger van.
2: What yeah. we did was we took out, like, all the seats, <laughs> except for three. <laughs> okay. And uh, so so we had all the so seats. So, like, two rows missing, basically. Uh, three, three rows? Three rows missing. And three, one okay. the one seat beside the door was still there, and then the driver and passenger seat oh, was okay. still in. Yeah, that's a lot of room. So, yeah. so between the seats, we... Between, like, the back seat and the two front seats, we put in, like, a like a futon mattress thing that was like our bed and then all of the gear packed in like to the hilt. Yeah. yeah. Like right to the hilt, like behind that kind of thing. We had to pack it very carefully every night so that like when we'd be driving and have to put on the brakes that like, you know, shit didn't just like Kill pile. You. us yeah. if you were sleeping in the, like in the bed area. But it, you know, it, it made for like an all right sort of scenario. Other than the fact that, you know, you're like three-man spooning m- most often, <laughs> which is a little bit weird. but That's a reality you know, on the road. Yeah, and like, you know, me and Simon know each other really well. We've known each other, you know, like I say, he, we've known each other for like three or four years yeah. or something like that. But Felipe, I met him on October 18th. So we like <laughs> go through that. That's
0: like, all right, going on
2: the road, bro. Time to uh, three-man to, spoon yeah. together. <laughs> like, Time to
0: man bond. Yeah, yeah, ready?
2: exactly. That's we're, pretty funny. So, um so that stuff was, was pretty crazy. But we basically drove from Los Angeles all the way across the country to Florida. Uh, so Los Angeles, Cali to, um, I think it was South Bend, Florida. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know. Is it, that outside sunshine? Uh, I, I have no idea. It's, it's all a blur. But we drove like 36 hours, some over a day and a it's half. It's a long time. Yeah, hell a long time. Yeah. There it was. Um, Hello, long time. (laughs) Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have today. And with that, we're done. uh, Please go ahead. But uh, yeah, so we drove all the way over there. And then we started, um, that's when we started being on tour with Hollywood Undead, who's very popular um, currently and have been for a while, I guess. Um, Those guys draw like crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we were playing shows with them that were basically you know, sold out, if not near sold out every night for
0: something like maybe 10 dates. What was the reaction for the reaction uh, <laughs> on those... uh those a shitty joke. I wasn't trying to say that. I, I just... That's the way, that's I, the way it was, I started react Yeah, that's the way I said the joke. Uh, what, was the, what was the reaction you guys were receiving um, opening for a band? Because sometimes... See, like, a, like a, what I'm saying is like at a festival... There's so many different types of fans that are there for so many different groups, right? Yep. Usually at a festival, someone will go because either their friends are going or because there's a number of check marks on, like, oh, I want to see this band, this band, and this band. And then and then they expose them, themselves to these other new bands, and that's kind of usually festival life. Yeah. But when you're on the road and you're, like... Directly uh, supporting d- d- a band. Yeah, and you're the main support for, for a group, uh, you know... Sometimes the fans are like only there for for that that band. So like, what was the reaction like for you guys? Was it? Positive? I think it, it was it was absolutely very positive, overwhelming um, positive. I saw like yeah. a lot of like crazy photos, people. like the, the yeah, photos like...
2: you saw. You know, full rooms and and everybody was. I I wish there was a lot more video. We were doing periscopes every night, but every night there seemed to be some sort of issue with the periscope. If you watched any of them, it was like just <laughs> I saw have... one one from a distance. Um, was it the one where we looked like we were on a sinking ship because the base was making it like slowly tumble? Were
0: oh, you <laughs> were you in, were you in uh, Louisiana at any point?
2: Um, or Illinois?
0: Illinois, maybe, yeah. And we were in Louisiana. Uh, I watched one. I too. It was like we're on in ten minutes, and I was like, oh sweet. So I I just tuned into view, and there's a couple people watching, and I was I was I was like, okay, this is gonna be good. And then I was like waiting for the camera to move, and it was like just. Slightly out of focus, it, but I was like, oh, well, this is still pretty cool. And I was like, like watching, <laughs> trying to get involved with it. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: we so. we had stuff like that basically every night with it. But um, but the, like I say, the the shows on the Hollywood Undead tour were were overwhelming. Like I was I was so blown away. The the not best was a great um, sort of start, but then on Hollywood Undead tour, it was like. The shows were crazy. We had like a super good time in in Nashville, and we had a really good time in St. Louis, Missouri. Nashville is super cool. Yeah, Love Nashville, and we played back to back sold out shows in Omaha, Nebraska, that were like nuts, like in a really kind of iconic, God crazy damn, place. Damn, that's cool, man. Yeah, and like I can only imagine. Um, what venue did you play in in Nebraska? Oh shit! In Omaha, um, I could look it up. Um, I'll look it up after. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go. But. Um, the the shows were were super um you know humbling like they made me realize that you know this shit is real and that people really can attach to a good yeah. idea and good music that goes with it and and um you know lots of people came out of the woodwork for photos and autographs and wanted to say hi to us and talk to us and stuff which was really
0: which yeah, is really cool right cuz yeah, again totally like fulfilling. we just covered the, like you know you're like support act but you, I don't know like I saw just to give you an idea like I saw Black Dahlia Murder support Cannibal Corpse back in like 2002, 2003 or something like that. And they fucking blew me away. Like, like Cannibal Corpse is corpse, obviously. They're crazy. But I almost like remember Black Dahlia Murder more. And uh, I went outside after the show and they were just standing there and I was like, what the fuck? So we just started chatting a little bit. Yeah. Nice guys. And now you see them doing. They're like they're fucking headlining. They're like
2: the one of the biggest bands. At, like, yeah,
0: they're you know. they're they're top tier right now. So you see like the way things come along, and uh, I think I think good things are coming for you guys in the future. You guys played. This says here Omaha, Nebraska, November nineteenth, twenty fifteen. You played Soquel Auditorium.
2: Yeah, that's correct. so the Auditorium. Yeah, two nights in a row. Wow, back to back. That's yeah. And from what I understand, that was the first time. That that venue has been booked back to back by the same band. Really, in the city, and that was obviously for Hollywood Undead, not for us. But we were <laughs> we were the supporting band, which was really cool. We so.
0: were involved. Yeah, we were <laughs> yeah. there. That's so good. that was cool. Um, brother, I, I, uh, I appreciate you giving us some time today. I know. Yeah. Uh, I told we, you we needed a four-parter at least. We do, like, there's definitely. There's a lot to cover. There's so much stuff. Would you, uh, you know, we were just talking about this in the last episode, thinking about keeping the weekly vibe, but maybe just doing a couple whenever episodes. Yeah. Would you be up for maybe just coming back sometime? Man,
2: I'm open for whatever.
0: Let's not make it two goddamn years, because uh, uh, <laughs> I think the last time you were, I was like May in 2014. So. Yeah, something crazy. For um, sure. Oh, what's the name of the new <laughs> single right now?
2: The, uh, the current single that's running on radio and our music video is up for thousands of memories
0: thousands of memories yeah. and you're actually in this video right
2: uh, yeah this, this video I'm in uh, which is which is great. It was a lot of work in the in the sound stage doing this one
0: so. that's cool who shot this uh, who shot this one for you guys
2: um, so we shot the video with this amazing video director and his team. Um, his name is Rage, and he's done a, a lot of you know music videos yeah. with like rap artists and hip-hop artists down in LA and this sort of area and his stuff is. I think amazing. I know
0: some of his pieces of work. I think yeah, I'm you sure. probably do. Um, that's pretty awesome. That you got to work with him. Was he uh, overall a good guy to work with? Yeah, he was amazing, and yeah. his team was like good really, team. really yeah. pro,
2: and like all the gear was
0: amazing. And well, the really video awesome. looks amazing. It's yeah. awesome. Thank uh, you. And it's available right now. Yeah. On YouTube.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You can find it on our uh, on our label's YouTube channel, or you can find it on Loudwire.
0: Loudwire as well?
2: Yeah, that's where we did our exclusive uh, release from. Okay, Those guys have treated us really well over the last Sweet. little while. Sweet. So, you know, it's been great.
0: Yeah, it's good to be part of stuff. Uh, Wolf, you're an awesome guy. You're our <laughs> brother. We're so happy for you, man. We really are. Like, Thank you like, so much. It's mm-hmm. so good to see you fucking doing awesome. and uh, You're one of the nicest guys probably ever, <laughs> I think, I've ever met. Well, I'm super uh, happy for you guys, too. Like, yeah. the, the show's been great, and it looks like
2: you guys have had lots of uh, amazing guests on and stuff. And uh, I've been... Peachy,
0: I, I've been... Floundering for weeks, and and this guy's been picking up the slack, and so is this guy. <laughs> so hopefully, what you see is just an illusion. And I'm like, yeah, it's all working out. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, things are going great. So. These guys are the uh, A team. Um, <laughs> and uh, what can I say? Uh, you're awesome. How can people follow you online if they want to follow you? Um, well, if
2: you, if you yeah. want to follow the band, um, you can follow the reaction spelled with a K, um, no spaces. You know, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram. I think on Facebook, there's a space between the and React. Just Google it, though, like T-H-E-R-E-A-K-T-I-O-N. Exactly. And if you wanted to follow me personally, you can always find me at wolf show
0: find me a wolf show wow yeah. Yeah. wolf
2: show exactly mm-hmm. um
0: and that's on twitter and instagram Mike. wolf show yeah wolf you're the fucking king uh savedra <laughs> how can people follow you if they want to follow you online
1: oh i suppose they can follow me at the savedra on twitter and michael a savedra on instagram for uh what mostly Mostly pictures of cats.
0: Mostly cats. <laughs> a lot of cat lovers out there. I'm sure uh, your numbers number <laughs> increase. Should have lots of followers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Cmart, just going to quickly pan over to you real quick here. Uh, yeah, is there anything that? we should do if we want to follow you? I would
1: <laughs> there we go that's uh, another another one in the case go. I
0: wouldn't he says uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you want to follow the podcast you can do so by going to intergalacticinterviews.com. Um we're now available on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and we'll soon be on Spotify uh, we are really, really happy that you guys tune into us every week and you support us so much with the videos. And uh, actually, all the videos now are on YouTube. Hopefully, we'll have sorted out our frame rate issue we had going the last couple of weeks. Um, but that being said, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, Wolf, any final words to these people? Come say goodbye, say goodbye. Ciao, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> this guy right here. Uh, we love you guys so much. Uh, we'll see you all next week. We'll do this. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.